Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. You're not crazy. Gas prices are going up. You're not out of your mind. Now, we've been discussing it here. That AAA said that we will see $5 gas again. And we, of course, in the Midwest, we had an issue with a refinery, which caused prices to rise. But we're now seeing the price increase across the country. Jim Garrity with a very nice write-up of this over there at National Review. I'm not with National Review on everything, but there are certain people who I think do very, very good uh, work in the journal journalisming. I believe that's how uh, they, 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 they see it. And he noticed that he was in Los Angeles for an event and saw that a regular uh, gallon of gas was more than $7. He said, huh? That's still happening in California, but it's California. Okay. American Automobile Association, that's AAA. The average price for a gallon of regular gas in Los Angeles is $6.46. Tony Katz, that's me. Tony Katz today, worth way more than $6.46 a gallon. 833 Got Tony, would love to hear from you. 833 468 8669. But the average of a national on the national side of a gallon of gas is three dollars and seventy nine cents. For comparison, a year ago it was three nineteen. Uh, I have a uh, cigar lounge that I go to called Blend. Uh, they're in Nashville. They're in Houston. Uh, they are in Pittsburgh, and they're based out of Indianapolis. And I, you, you can uh, oft find me there. I'm doing work. I do videos there. All sorts of things. And across the, 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 the street from, from Blend is, is a gas station. It's right, it's right there. It's uh, Thornton's. Is that the name of a gas? Is, is that the name, Ryan? I mean, not that you know uh, Blend, but that's, that's the gas station, Thornton's, right? That's correct. Okay, thank you very much. Um, and, and there are times where I'll, I'll be outside, I'll be shooting a video. And I've seen it at, you know, when it was at the highs, $4 or whatever cents it was a gallon. And then it went all the way down to three sixty a gallon. Oh, all right, this is this is good. Although the the reasons for the gas going down haven't always been good. The supply and demand is a real thing. People saying inflation is too high, and then at the, for a while their gas prices were far far too high, as opposed to now they're just too high. Um, can't afford uh, to go out. And then over the past week, past week, week and a half, that price is back over four dollars a gallon. And now. I see $4 gallon gas in central Indiana. Most places I go. We going to pretend that we're not seeing $4 gallon gas? Well, Tony, as you said, there was this refinery issue in Indiana that caused a bunch of problems, and that's why we're seeing gas prices go up. That's a Midwest thing. Explain to me why nationally we're seeing it go up. And we're seeing it go up at a rather unique time when less travel gets done. The peak is, of course, the summer months. People go on vacation, they drive here, they drive there. This is fall, baby. And in fall, 
there's less traveling. Why would the price be going up? The demand should be de facto less. It should be de facto less. According to new data that AAA warns about from the Energy Information Administration, gas demand increased nationally from 8.32 million barrels a day to 8.33 last week, and total domestic gasoline stocks decreased by 2.4 million. Higher gasoline demand amid tight supply and fluctuating oil prices have increased the national average. If demand remains robust as supply tightens, drivers should brace for rising pump prices through the weekend, which is exactly what it is they got. So even though there are less people that usually drive around this time, there seems to be a bigger push for these prices. Brent crude. Something that we do pay attention to. When it went over $100 a barrel, we said the words, this is a thing. A thing. Brent crude is only $88 a barrel right now. The story is, is that it's up almost $3 today. West Texas Intermediate crude is at $83.12. I'm on like a 10-minute delay, but go with me on this. It's $83.12. So that's... Pretty solid, under $100 a barrel by a lot. It's up $3.35 today. So we're starting to see some pressure on these oil prices going up. From the people over at oilprice.com, ongoing supply chain woes could push oil prices back to $100 a barrel, and analysts estimate gasoline prices could return to $5 a gallon. I bring up all of this. First, we brought this up before anybody. Guys, you knew about this a week and a half ago. Two weeks ago, because we honestly assessed the situation, we're constantly going over things. You You know what no one has asked yet? How does Joe Biden pin this on Vladimir Putin? When the prices went up, it was because of the Putin price hike. And then when the prices came down, it's because Joe Biden is a freaking genius. Which Joe Biden believes, by the way. He gets up every day, puts on his suit, puts on his aviator glasses, and then he goes out for a walk. Well, it's a sunny day. I feel ready. This is his theme song, by the way. Walks down to the Rose Garden. He's just trotting along. Look at me. I'm Joe Biden. Where's my ice cream? Woo! Jill, Jill, which way is the oval? No, Jill, seriously, I forgot, Jill. Which way? Jill? 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 I'm assuming that's what happens every morning. I'm not 100% sure. Some people could consider what I just did there rude. I think it's rude to pretend that Joe Biden's okay when he's obviously not. I don't know how he's going to explain gas prices going back up. But we better get ready for it. I was... um, on, on, on my morning show today, uh, discussing the fact that I've done in, in, in the past, I've done these um, uh, roundtables. 
I did one with millennials. I did one with farmers. And then we were going to do more. And I think I forgot what happened. COVID hit. And so we had quite a few years where we couldn't gather anybody together. Uh, and so I'm doing one this month. And, and I'll give everybody information where they can apply to be a, a part of it. We're doing one with small business owners. I want to know how they're going to deal with um, uh, the holiday season. I want to know how they're looking into uh, uh, 2024. Uh, 2023, I'm sorry, uh, how, how they're going to handle the, the, this coming year. I'm very, very curious. I want to hear from them. Uh, so I'll, I'll have, you know, email addresses where you can email, hey, this is who I am and this is what we do. Um, some people who are, who are uh, sponsors of, of my programs will be there. And some people I, w- I want a whole uh, interesting cross section of, of different types of, of business owners, how they're going to deal with these things. A return of $5 a gallon gas. That's that's further shutdown. That's further, That's more people saying, nope, can't afford this. Nope, can't do that. Nope, not going to spend this. And I say this, and, and this is the part that has become unbelievably frustrating. There's this, this real confusion going on where you have what I'm discussing Coupled with the idea that the story's out that this uh, winter's travel, it looks like more people are going to travel than ever. They're buying plane tickets. Gas is going to go back up to $5 a gallon and they can afford plane tickets. Who are these people? Exactly how much debt do they have that they can do this? What What am I missing? It's like when I heard uh, 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 Diamond. Um, uh, oh, gosh, I forgot. Jamie Diamond. J.P. Morgan Chase state uh, that household balance sheets are still strong, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's what that's what Janet Yellen, the White House tre- uh, uh, Treasury Secretary, says, or the U.S. Treasury Secretary, that balance sheets are strong. What is she talking about? I've been mocking her for two months. Now I've got Jamie Dimon saying it. Inflation is 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 forcing people to to go into their 401ks. Prices are up everywhere. Wages are not keeping up. People have got second jobs. They're looking for a better job. And the balance sheets are strong? I don't even know how we get to that. So there's this weird, there these weird levels of confusion going on. We got to figure out how it is people are planning, how how they're going to get through this holiday season, how they're going to get through 2023. This winter, how many families in the United States are going to have to choose between heat or eat? I think more than we realize. I've got people spending more on travel while I have gas prices going up. People are going to tell me that, that household balance sheets are strong while we see more credit usage than ever. Something is amiss. And I say this today as the stock market was up over 600 points. Is right now up 648. Maybe with all the losses of last quarter, it's just looking for some good news. Maybe it's all connected. We're going to talk to some business owners. We're going to find out what is what. In the meantime, Kamala Harris wants you to know that if you're suffering from Hurricane Ian, don't worry, help is on the way as long as you fit the right criteria of, you know, race and sex. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. I swear this wasn't planned. 
It wasn't planned. We were just talking about gas prices. And it turns out, yeah, this President Biden is on his way to Air Force One. He's on Air Force One on his way to Puerto Rico, uh, looking at hurricane damage. And he's going to be in Florida, I believe, on, on Wednesday. Cringe Jean-Pierre, who I have now uh, officially dubbed Cringe Jean-Pierre. Because everything she says is to- totally cringeworthy. It is Cringe Jean-Pierre. Um, uh I, I swear to you, I couldn't make this up. This wasn't planned. We just did a whole thing about gas prices. And here she is on Air Force One just a little bit ago. Say this, our focus has been pretty pretty uh, uh, steadfast, which has been on taking every every step to ensure markets are sufficiently supplied uh, to meet demand for a growing, uh, glo- glo- growing e- global economy. Uh, and thanks to our efforts, we have seen some energy prices have declined sharply uh, from their highs, and American consumers are paying far less at the pump. And so that's going to be our, our focus. Again, not going to comment on what may or may not happen. Uh, we'll let the, the meeting and, and the folks... Thanks to our efforts, American consumers are paying far less at the pump. But as we just discussed... AAA sees gas going back to $5 a gallon. Gas prices are up across the country. There is more demand. We might see barrel prices go back to $100 a barrel. They're in the 80s right now, but they're up today. What? Lying to us is like so acceptable to her. So acceptable to this administration. It really is stunning. I mean, it's just not true. Thanks to your efforts, it's a global market when it goes up, so you have nothing to do with the prices going up. But because of you, prices go down. Man, that's a lot of hate of the American people. Not as much as Kamala Harris, who is getting uh, really raked over the coals because she decided to say uh, that, and she believes this, that the help given to people because of Hurricane Ian should be based on equity. It is our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and and impacted by by issues that are not of their own making. And, and so women. we Absolutely. And so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities um, and, and do that work. And people applaud this. What a lot of people are going to take from this is, gosh, here she is talking about equity. We're going to, we're going to help people based on whether or not they've got money in, 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 in the bank, or we're going to help people based on their skin color. I think the key to what she said is here. The understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities. An equal place, you mean when, when they finish? You mean the outcomes? Or, or do you mean the outcomes? Because anybody who pushes for equality of outcomes is not a believer in the American dream or the American way of life, is a threat to the American dream and the American way of life, and we should ensure that they never get near positions of power. And I'm saying this about the vice president of the United States. Equity, if you believe that equity should be about creating equal outcomes, if you believe in equal outcomes, let's discuss how dangerous of a person that is. How ugly and obscene, nothing having to do with individual effort, nothing having to do with individual skill. Look, natural lottery is real. 
If natural lottery isn't real, if natural skill doesn't matter, why is LeBron allowed to keep all the money? It's clearly not fair. It's not fair. How dare he be that tall and that musculature and have that musculature and be able to have that court vision? Who does he think he is? If we're going to talk about equity, the the desired outcome has to be that I at least get one NBA championship and four million a year. Thank you very much. I mean, it's just equitable. They're so proud of the bigotry. They want to live in this bigoted world. They're not even shy about it. They are not shy about it. She's letting you know. She's not talking about being equal under the law. She thinks that equal should be a whole series of financial things. Of course, wealth redistribution. But she seems to be playing in the idea of equality, uh, of equalizing outcomes. And when asked about it, she's like, oh, I'm not going to talk about that. Oh, I'm going to avoid those questions. Oh, I'm not. No, no, thank you very much. She's absolutely avoiding it. But she's letting you know who she is and what she's about. Progressives are letting you know who they are and what they're all about. This uh, all, uh, you know, you can tie this in uh, very, very well to the whole concept of defund the police. I, I told you I was on Fox over the over the weekend. I was on with Lawrence Jones. I want to share that with you. And and this this defund the police insanity, it's not over. Yet they want to aggressively change what it is that they said. Well, they can try. I think we should honestly remember what it is that they said. TonyCats.locals.com. You can find everything there. This is Tony Katz today. I find it remarkable when I still see people on the political left make the claim that no one ever said defund the police. That is stunning to look at America and lie with that level of certitude. Oh, no, we never said it. Of course you said it. You said it again and again and again, over and over and over again. You said it. You believe in defunding the police. Now, the argument that they make is not an argument that can actually be bought into as something rational. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz today. Find everything, TonyKatz.Locals.com. When they discuss defunding the police, they want you to somehow believe that what they really, really and truly meant, what they were really going for was, was you know, was nothing more than... Uh, We just want to reallocate the funds. No, 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 you don't. I get that's what you say, but it isn't actually true. That isn't actually what you meant. We, we, We see you. We heard you. We saw you. We're aware of you. You meant to do away with policing. You meant to take cops off of the streets. This is what you meant. And I find it stunning. 
if if not shocking, even with everything that I know, that we could still see people try and tell America this isn't what God said when this is clearly everything that God said. What they said was defund the police. I don't know why all of a sudden we have to pretend that didn't happen because that's what happened. What they argue now is this radical idea that, no, they're only talking about a reallocation of funds. And I, and I knew I'd have to, to prove it to you and being only one way to prove it. I was like, all right, I'll do it. Sometimes you need a montage just to hear these things the way that they are. This is the supercut on defund the police. So we've been talking about defunding the police. Uh, There's some issues that we ask police to do, like mental health issues or policing in schools and all the rest, that perhaps we can uh, shuffle some of that money around. Suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. Not only do we need to disinvest for in police, But we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. So yes, defund your butts. Defund you. Yes, I support the reallocation of resources. You notice you'll hear that a lot. The reallocation of resources. The reallocation of resources. I believe that if you want to have more mental health, more of this, more of that, not everything needs a cop to respond. If you want to believe that, you can. And you can put money towards that. What they are discussing when they discuss reallocation of resources is taking away police officers. Same group of people who wonder when police officers approach a, 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 a suspect and then there are shots fired, well, why'd you approach them to begin with? Police officers should only do their work from the car? And I say this as a guy who is absolutely in favor of police being able to do their job. I'm not always in favor of cops. I find some cops to be abusive. I find there's an attitude sometimes that goes along with police officers that doesn't jive with who I am. Just doesn't. But the idea that less police officers means more safety is nonsense. The idea that we create a less combative arena, we create less um, negative interaction between citizen and police officer that I favor. I've discussed this for years. One of the things I believe is that cops should not hide behind signs or bushes in order to find people who are speeding. As a matter of fact, every time you see a police vehicle that isn't somehow fully marked, I consider that to be abusive. That creates an adversarial relationship between a police and the people. What are you hiding for? Police cars should be painted neon green and orange. Everyone should see a police vehicle coming. You got the lights super thin. You barely put any signage on the side of the police vehicle. You're looking to entrap and you're looking to create an adversarial relationship with a citizen. Bad idea. Stop doing it. Defunding the police. Terrible idea. But the left, well, that's what they want. 
uh, from NYPD. We will be moving funding from the NYPD to youth initiatives and social services. They are talking about reducing the allocation of resources to that department. And I think every single city in this country ought to be thinking about the same thing. Yes, I support the defund movement. I'm for responsible reallocation of resources. They mean defund. It's Ayanna Presley. It's Susan Rice. This is Mondaire Jones. From the police. I think you do all those other things. You don't need all the money that's going to the police department. So, yeah, I mean, the spirit of it, I I do support that. It just goes on and on. And the places where they did defund, they have refunded. They've put the money back into policing. So I was on uh, Fox Saturday, Saturday night with uh, Lawrence Jones. And uh, it was myself, Lawrence Jones, and a guy by the name of uh, Kevin Walling, who's a, who's a nice enough dude, Democrat. And uh, Lawrence does these panels there. Um, his show is called Cross Country. And he was doing this this panel. What, what, what is the top subject? And economy and education. And one person said bodily autonomy. And I was like, oh, are you, are you kidding? Bodily autonomy. They mean abortion. Abortion is the top subject. Bodily autonomy matters right until you're not allowed to tell your CEO boss that you don't want the uh, the COVID vaccine. That is allowed to be forced upon you. Abortion, you can't even have a restriction. That's that's one heck of a take. So so Lawrence uh, asked me, you know, what I thought of his uh, panel. Gentlemen, thank y'all so much for joining me tonight. Uh, Tony, I'll go to you. What is your reaction to the panel? Swing State of Ohio. You know, I I watched a lot of it, watched it earlier. Of course, the economy is the top subject uh, for this election. Somebody on the on your panel brought up bodily autonomy. That is nowhere near the top subject. That's that's a wish list idea for the political left, not reality at all. And these immigration conversations about wanting legal immigration and rejecting illegal immigration. That's the right one to punch. So it was a simple take, but. The conversation continued, and I wanted you to hear Lawrence's question to 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 Kevin Walling, and then and then the response, which got into a conversation about crime. Yeah, Kevin, you know what fascinated me? You know, I, I try not to interrupt in these panels because I want them to have the conversation. I wanted to just facilitate it. But one of the Democrats said that. They didn't want to defund the police. There were several Democrat cities that defunded the police. They refunded them after they realized how, how terrible it was. But isn't that something Democrats are going to have to own eventually? Well, it's certainly something the Republicans are going to campaign against us with. But, you know, the leader of my party, the president of the United States, has said that he fundamentally rejects any notion of defunding the police. We passed a bill just last week through the House of Representatives controlled by the Democrats and increased funding uh, for the police. And, Lawrence, I really love that conversation uh, that you had in, in, in it that you allowed these voters to express themselves and to play off one another. And I hope every candidate, especially those in Ohio, listen to these voters. Stop. You just said that Democrats are funding the police, yet we shared with you Democrat after Democrat after Democrat, high profile after high profile, talking about defunding the police or reallotting the resources, reallocating the, 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 the resources, which is defunding the police. Why is this somehow something we're supposed to pretend isn't happening when it is? Because it is happening. It did happen. It's just a reality. How much more audio, you know, that that's that supercut that I that I that I played you? 
I've got seven minutes of that. Now, I didn't put that together. It was put together uh, by uh, the, the guys over at Grabian. Um, so here, I'll just, I'll just go into, uh, this is minute four. I'll start, I'll start at minute four uh, uh, on this thing. Of dismantling that institution. So defunding the police um, for me. It means a reallocation of funds. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the streets, you know? We're going to dissolve the gun violence reduction team, the school resource officer program, and the transit specialty units. So you have uh, Representative Ilhan Omar, Representative Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, you have, uh, uh, there it was Ted Wheeler, the, the was the mayor of Portland. Getting rid of this, getting rid of that. Defund comes from the streets. You're an elected member of Congress. Listening to the streets is one thing. Recognizing that maybe the streets might not be right is another. Defunding the police is a miserable, awful, terrible idea. And it is the driving force of many on the political left, specifically an exclusive, I wouldn't say exclusively, specifically the squad. So you can argue that, Tony, it's just the progressives who want to do this. Well, that's absolutely right. The ones that get all the press, the ones that get all the time, the ones that Speaker Pelosi are afraid of, though that, that squad, yeah, you may have to do something about that. Because you'll never get this away from you. You think you could talk about January 6th and say, hmm, Republicans say they care about police, but <laughs> what are you talking about? Which this is what happens when you have dishonesty. Nobody wanted those cops being attacked. No one. Certainly, I don't know of any of elected officials like, yeah, cops got attacked. Cool by me. I don't know. I don't know of any. I'm not saying that you can't find me one. I'm saying that rational people don't want it and didn't want it. They simply disagree that it wasn't an insurrection. It was indeed a riot. And you have so many Republicans who have uh, said that it was wrong. But you won't even discuss that. Why, when the political attack is so much better? Now you think you're allowed to spin not what isn't a political attack, but a utilization of your words. And you find it offensive. And then I have Kevin on there in his absolutely lovely, lovely, disarming style somehow saying, look at all the good things that Democrats are doing. That's not, that is not it. That is an irrational thought. Irrational. It is obvious that the political left, whether it be through policing or through prosecutors' offices, does not have the same view on crime and on crime prevention and on punishment that other people do in the country. And that's not just the political right. There are plenty of suburban soccer moms. There are plenty of people in urban areas who think that some things are abusive and some, and some things are wrong. But when they see somebody engaged in a violent crime go free, they say, what the hell is that? It may be a shock to some people, but the suburban, the white suburban soccer mom and the black urban mom have a lot more in common than they may very well realize. Man, they should talk to each other. They're watching madness take place. Now, some may be watching it a little closer than others in terms of how close to home it is. 
But they both recognize that this can't lead to something good. This only leads to something damn well horrific. Why in the what? What are we doing? Why would we allow this? The left is convinced this is the way to go because they believe that they, well, I shouldn't say they believe, they know they cannot control the progressives. The progressives want these things. They want to defund the police. They want to end police. They want to eradicate policing. They believe that somehow they'll have the better society. Now, what I don't think they tell you is uh, they'll get rid of uh, local police departments, but they'll still have a, a federal force that will, you know, keep the peace. Socialists trying to grab power by reducing the ability of local municipalities to take care of themselves. Sounds about right, doesn't it? You know who needs the local municipality to take care of themselves? The suburban white soccer mom and the urban black mom. That's what they need. They need local response that is accountable to them. Because when it's state-run, federal-run, oh, moms in all those places, no one's going to be accountable to you. They're going to tell you how they're going to do it. They're not going to listen to you having a voice. And when you disagree, they're going to tell you, well, that's because you don't understand. Or they're just going to call you a bigot. What Has no one ever thought about what defunding actually means, how it goes, how it works, how it ends up? It ends up with a federal force that you have absolutely no connectivity to. None. You think this is valuable? You think you're, you think you're better off? You think your kids are safer? They are not. They are definitively not safer. Man. I hope that message gets through right quick. Anytime anyone stands up to China, I'm a happy man. Moderna standing up to China is good, good news indeed. You don't have to sell in China. You don't have to put up with China's theft. As a matter of fact, we need to be much more aggressive on the subject of China. And we need to start charging them for when they steal. I keep saying this. Why can't I get anybody to do it? China steals our technology. We put a price tag of $400 million on that. Boom, it comes right off the debt. Too much? $75 million. Pick a number. Take it right off the debt we owe China and tell them you stole. You stole the money back. Okay. That's what it costs. That's what it costs. Then when we don't pay uh, China back that money, we take the money and then we pay off the student loan debt of nurses and we inspire more people to become nurses in the United States. Win, win, done, boom. I'm ready. I'm ready to run. I'm right. Who wants to manage the campaign? I'm writing it for you. You don't even have to do any work. Tony Katz. (laughs) Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Moderna is not selling in China. They're not utilizing the vaccine in China because Moderna will not hand over the recipe for the vaccine. That's their demand. Give it to us. Show us what you've done. And they're like, nope. Look, we'd be happy to supply China with our, our, our vaccine. You know, they got a lot of problems there. They got a lot of problems there for a virus they created. But we are not going to give up our secret sauce. We don't feel any need to do that. You can't be trusted. Which is me saying it, because who could trust China? 
Who in the world could trust the communist Chinese government? No rational person trusts the communist Chinese government. TonyCats.locals.com. That's where you find all the good stuff. TonyCats.locals.com. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today.